It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Tooncast Beyond. This is episode 79, brought to you by the Geekcast Radio Network. I am one of your hosts, Steve Two and Mike, and joining me today is Eduardo. Hello, sir. Hello. And we are here to continue our X-Men, the animated series, X-Men 92 coverage of the classic Marvel cartoon, Fox Kids cartoon from the 90s. Uh, since this... Uh, episode was originally going to be recorded before and after we had an interview with Eric and Julia Lewald. Eric wrote previously on X-Men, the new hit book all about behind the scenes of X-Men, the animated series. Sadly, Wolverine got mad and he berserkered the audio for that interview. So we will have to redo that. Um, but uh, I have received, I have, this was a little while ago, I'm in the motions of prepping my wedding and everything else so i haven't had time to actually sit down and actually read previously on accident but i have a review copy the book is now out i do want to get an actual physical copy hint hint if anyone wants to get it for me for christmas this year um buy it through jacobs brown books i will put a link in the show notes uh you actually have the book in your hands at this point Yes, I do. Yes, yes I you do. do. Physically, physically in my hands, and it even includes uh, Mr. Leewald's autograph. Awesome. And, uh, and, and hey, a, a bookmark, so, you know, he... Sweet. It's, yeah, see, this is, if anything, this is a little PSA, kids. If you have a chance to buy directly from the publisher, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Okay, do it. You will, there's a good chance you will find uh, extra goodies uh-huh so, yeah and and i just and you know what and it's not it's not about the and 
as cool as the autograph is, it's awesome that the the bookmarks are awesome. I do have to say, God bless you, Mr. Leewald. Why? Because uh, this book has actually helped us, the two of us, out. Because oh what's yes, inside there. What's inside <laughs> there? The actual order for seasons uh, three through five. So now we know the exact yes. order. This when when we were about to record this, having this book, I'm like. Oh, God bless you. Oh, now I know what to focus on. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you Mr. Leewald. Thank you so much. <laughs> yep. And if anyone wants to uh, connect with uh, Eric Leewald, uh, you can follow at XMenTAS on Twitter, or you can head on over to XMenTAS.com, because this is the 25th anniversary year of X-Men, the animated series. 25 years ago today is when this landmark series hit, mm-hmm. along with the other landmark series. You know, that that one with that, that guy who, you know, that, that, that nut from Gotham City. Um, so, yeah. Okay. His, his name is Guano Man, right? Yeah, something about Guano. Something like I think I think Ace Ventura kind of infected that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are going to get to Mr. Optimus Solo for Just the Facts, and we're going to come back and talk about a little bit about previously on X-Men and kind of give you guys a behind-the-scenes look if you have not really read the book yet. Um, we're going to be talking about episode order because we've already done the history with the show, our history with the show type of stuff. So let Kevin tell you all about X-Men, the animated series season four. We'll be back after this. What's the matter? Teacher's pet got cold feet. Anytime, pretty boy. Hey gang, it's Optimus Solo and I'm here to give you just the facts on X-Men, the animated series. X-Men The Animated Series is an American animated television series which debuted in 1992 and ran to 1997, lasting five seasons and airing 76 episodes. It aired on the Fox Network as part of its Fox Kids Saturday morning lineup. This was Marvel Comics' second attempt at an animated X-Men TV series following the pilot X-Men Pride of the X-Men, which was not picked up. Saban Entertainment was contracted to produce the show and hired a small studio, Graz Entertainment, to produce the episodes as it did not have the sufficient staff at the time to handle production in-house. Graz employed the creative staff, wrote and designed each episode, and even drew the storyboards. The voice work was done using Canadian studios, and the animation was done by the South Korean studio, Acom. The plot was loosely adapted from famous storylines and events in the X-Men comics, such as the Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future Past, the Phalanx Covenant, and the Legacy Virus. The show features a team lineup similar to that of the early 1990s X-Men comic books. The lineup largely resembles that of Cyclops' Blue Team, established in the early issues of the second X-Men comic series. The series' first 13 episodes were notable for being possibly the first time ever that an American animated series had a full season of episodes flow one into the next, i.e. a continuity-based show, something the series' producers fought heavily for. However, starting with season three, most episodes were shown in random order. Each episode was assigned two different numbers internally. One is for script order, which indicates the number assigned by the production company. The other is the production order, which are the official episode numbers assigned by Fox Children's Network, indicating the order that they actually receive the episodes from the production company. These both vary from the order in which the series actually aired, especially after season three. 
So we have three different sets of orders in which these episodes could be organized. According to series writer Stephen Melching, the script order is the best guide in terms of overall series continuity, as this is how the stories were originally envisioned to flow together. The X-Men animated show was the longest-running Marvel Comics animated series for 18 years. It lasted six years during its five-season run, which was the record until it was eventually beaten by The Ultimate Spider-Man when its 77th episode aired on October 17, 2015. So from 96 all the way until 2015, X-Men was the longest-running Marvel Comics animated series. The series, though, was canceled after the episode Graduation Day, which aired on September 20th, 1997. And now for some Toon Trivia. Broadcast standards and practices had asked the writers to change the name of the villain Fabian Cortez to something non-Hispanic, because there are no prominent members of the X-Men to provide balance for this type of negative character. Eric Lould said that was a big deal to the writers, since that's the character's name in the comics, and pointed out that Spanish conquistador Cortez was not a well-liked man. The X-Men roster also did not change much throughout the series, for the second season, plans were made to have Archangel be added to the team, but ultimately, those plans were scrapped, which left the roster basically unchanged for the better part of the entire series. Now, today's episode specifically focuses on Season 4. Season 4 is where it can be somewhat confusing to watch, depending on what order you see the episodes. Season 4 aired for 17 episodes starting on September 9, 1995 and going through May 4, 1996. As mentioned during Season 3, some of the Season 4 episodes were aired during Season 3 to compensate for other episodes that were pushed back and away from Season 3. Around Episode 55, Larry Houston, director, was also more or less transitioned off of the show and began to be less involved in the show and more involved with working on the second season of the Fantastic Four series from 1994. Season 4 also includes a few multi-part episodes. We have One Man's Worth, the two-parter, Proteus, another two-parter, Sanctuary, the final two-parter, and then Beyond Good and Evil, a four-part episode. Also interesting to note, Chris Potter, the original voice of Gambit, left the series in 1996. Tony Daniels took over for the voice of Gambit until the series ends. So that's just the facts for today, and now let's toss it over to TFG1 Mike and company as they discuss in detail... Season 4 of X-Men, the Animated Series. Previously on X-Men. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much, Mr. Just the Facts, Optimus Solo, for giving us Just the Facts on X-Men, the Animated Series, Season 4. And we've got more facts for you here, folks, because as we said, we're going to actually run down the Season 4 episode order in its proper order. I guess you could say the, the defining order. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to take a page out of TV, uh, out of the website tvtropes.com. Uh-huh. The, we're just calling this Word of God. Yes. This is Word of God. This is how, th this is from the producer himself. So you know what? Uh, anybody right now feels like arguing, my message to you is go to hell, okay? Because mm -hmm. I'm going to trust Eric Leewald, okay? He worked on the damn show. He was right? the showrunner. I, I mean, yeah, come I on. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. This is the showrunner talking here, okay? All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe a couple of episodes are are like are okay in the order you want, but you know what? This is this is Eric Leewald. Yes. This is this is his own words. So, yes. Yeah. So, run us down the list, sir, of what is in season 4. We start with One Man's Worth, the two-parter. 
Yep, we got one man's worth. Uh, then we got another two-parter, which is Proteus uh, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Then we have Family Ties with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yep. Then we got Bloodlines, where, uh, you know, we have Mystique and Mystique doing a little uh, Mystique, family reunion. Yeah, yeah, Mystique and Nightcrawler and Rogue and all that. And, and yeah, and Sabretooth, yep. Uh... Let's see. Then we got Lotus and the Steel, which is Wolverine in Japan, with Jubilee tagging along, because why not? Uh, let's see. Then we got a little bit of Heartbreak, because we got Weapon X Lies and Videotape. Uh, <laughs> I love that they took that from, obviously, Sex Lies and Videotape, but, yep, like, yep, I yep. love that. <laughs> yep. Then, let's see. Then we have Have Yourself a Morlock Little Christmas. The best Christmas holiday ever! It's Christmas with the Morlocks. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. and, and Leech almost dying, because, you know, we have to we have to do some near trauma fuel for the holidays. Leech dying, no! Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Then, let's see. Then we have, we finish things off with Beyond Good and Evil, parts uh, one through four. Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. Like, this... Oh. Oh. Oh, so... So awesome. So very, very awesome. Uh, um, yes. So that is the season order here. That's gonna lead us into the season breakdown of... Of, um... Let's see here, what's the format? Uh, the highlights and lowlights of the season, favorite story arcs, character moments, favorite episodes, pacing mm -hmm. of the season, favorite characters, main recurring and guest. Um, for me with season four, uh, as I had said uh, in a previous episode, um, I watched all of it on Hulu, so the Hulu order is way out of order. Um, yeah. They have Beyond Good and Evil like as episode eight of season like it's it's so far gone folks but anyway we're going to talk about it in the order that it was supposed to be watched um one man's worth i i i always remember the whole thing of the alternate timeline and wolverine and storm being a married couple and like i always remembered that but i never remembered which episode it was until i watched this back and I'm like, oh yeah, one man's worth. That's right. It's it's Bishop and Shard, his sister, and uh huh. Yep. <laughs> and what I oh. love about previous, I'll let you go in a minute. What I love about previously on X Men, written by Eric Leewald, under the the season episode breakdown things, he lists what episode numbers they should be. And he lists the air dates and all of that. Next to the air dates, he goes, Out of order DVD numbers 46. And, like, he basically calls yeah. out Disney and says, You, he doesn't say the F word, but I'm going to, because I can. You fuckers got it wrong. Like, no, it's, this uh. is very much XXX. No, no, no. So wrong. Um, <sighs> yeah. One man's worth. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Well,. I know that One Man's Worth, like, right around the time, we had the whole Age of Apocalypse thing, which, mm -hmm. yeah, similar thing. We have Xavier dying before before he's supposed to, and then that just screwing up the world. Uh, you know, interesting that we have that all condensed into a two-parter. Uh, there's a part of me that 
would have loved to um, would have loved to have a uh, you know maybe a couple of more parts so we can explore the crap sack world. Uh, my favorite, of course, is a cameo by uh, the crap sack world Avengers. Yep. Uh, would have loved would have loved to get some more background on on who they are and. You know, are they actually drinking the Kool-Aid, or is there is there is there kind of something you know is there kind of something that forces them to work for this anti-mutant uh, government? Like what the I'd, I'd love to know what the deal is. I, I love the little tiny things there. Like we have we see Jean Grey as a nurse, and we get uh, hello we, nurse. Yeah, we we, get, <laughs> we we do get we do get hints that Scott is a is a medic. So you know it's. I would be curious to see, like, again, just more of the world. Uh, I think the most one of the most jarring images, though, is a one-armed gambit. Yeah, it's like holy, oh, it's like holy crap! Some 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 bad shit went down. You know, some you know people they, they took hits. Oh yeah, which kind of makes me wonder: is there anybody like you know? Is there anybody that we didn't see that the reason we're not seeing them is because they're pushing up daisies? Yep. Absolutely. Um, I What I love about One Man's Worth is the whole thing of the fact that the entire existence of humankind is rested on young Charles Xavier's shoulders. Because yeah. yeah. uh, um, this is the one where... Yeah, this is um, um, Fitzroy and Nimrod, right? Yeah. Yep. Fitzroy! Yep. Yeah, Trevor Fitzroy. That the the Sentinels are like, okay, tell you what, how about you can, uh, you know, you can work for us, and we won't, you know, we won't kill you. Oh, but we're gonna send this little, this little shit. Uh, what's his name? Bantam. You know, we're gonna send this other little mutant to watch over you. You know, make sure that you're playing by the rules. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and then yeah, Nimrod shows up, and it's like, oh shit, Nimrod. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I love Eric's final note here in the book about this episode before we move on to the next one. One obscure personal note, he says, I inserted a line of dialogue in Logan's fight with Nimrod. It is taken from a tough old western movie that I saw on TV as a child that stayed with me. It was said by a villain with a knife, though I can't clearly remember 55 years later. Wolverine whips out his claws, straddles Nimrod, and says... Let's see what you had for breakfast. There's a scene matching this in the Dalton Trumbo written movie Cowboy, so that could be the source. The line <laughs> makes absolutely no sense when spoken, spoken as Logan does to a robot. Does it to a robot? But for me, it remains unsettling and evocative. Proteus was Proteus. The Proteus two part of was strange at first, and then I remembered. Oh, that's right. That's what this is. This was potential. Charles and Moira have a child, but obviously it wasn't Professor X and Moira Taggart. Yeah, it was Joseph McTaggart. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, Joseph and Proteus should be thanking their lucky stars that this was the television adaptation. <laughs> because, yeah, in the actual comics, a little bit of a spoiler alert, Proteus and Joseph die. Oh, jeez. In, in fact, actually, everybody Proteus possesses dies. Oof. You know, Pro- yeah. that, that's the thing. Proteus is basically pure energy. He possesses bodies and burns them out. So, yeah, anybody who got... So, really, Banshee should have been dead. Uh, 
you know... Everybody should have been dead. Everybody that he possessed should have died, but yeah. Since I guess this was Saturday morning, and you know, we... And plus, it's like, poor Moira, you know, we we, we can't just, you know, I, I, you know, give her a break, you know. Mm-hmm. She lost her lost her kid in the comics, you know, uh, let, let's give her a happy ending here. So it's like, it is weird. I think the weirdest thing is Wolverine disintegrating. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just when, when Proteus just goes insane with reality and... You know, you have Wolverine turning into like a puddle or something, and it's just, yep. it was like, wow, that's, oh, whoa, holy cow, that's unsettling. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and this is all, and then this is an episode that really, okay. I know my dad loves me and all that and everything else, but as, you know, I think I've said before on this show or other shows that I've done in the last almost 10 years, we've not exactly had the closest relationship over the years. I mean, I know deep down he loves me, he'll do anything he can for me and all of that, you know, and everything else, and since my mom passed two years ago, he's not necessarily been a constant in my life, but he's, like, we've actually been talking, we've been, you know sharing stuff and yada 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 and everything else so this whole proteus thing about you know a father's affection or lack thereof in in kevin's case here in the episode just that's a a really uh hitting home kind of topic for me because while my dad was around when i was a kid he like i saw him like once a week and i know that's a lot considering most kids don't see like most kids that end up having you know, dads that aren't in the picture don't see them that even that much or less than that. Uh, still, it's very, very cool, very interesting. Uh, family ties. This is um, yeah. Rogue. This is and, the, yep, and yep. this is the episode with Michael J. Fox guest starring. Is it really? No, I'm just trying to make a joke because oh, family, family. ha ha ha. You're so funny. Well, I was going to say Michael Gross, but I thought I'd go with like the more yeah. recognizable name. Could, yeah. Now, see, if, if you would have said, this is the episode that stars Alex P. Keaton, I would have gotten it right away. Like, <laughs> okay. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like, like, family, oh, right, family ties, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yes, not, so not this gonna is... Make it, you know. not going to make it easy for you like that. <laughs> Uh, so this is the one with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, Magneto's children. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Hey, uh, they had and they had a great guest villain from outside the X universe with High Evolutionary. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like the way he was done here, uh, as opposed to how he showed up in. Ay ay ay! That what was it called? Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah. Like yeah, I I I, I like his presentation here. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and it's it's I I I love it when uh, I love it when the X Men uh, cartoon would bring out uh, villains and stuff that were like outside the uh, outside the X universe. And I'm not just talking a quick cameo of like, hey kids, look, there's Spider Man. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, look, this person's actually interacting with uh, with the X Men. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. hey, I like I like that we had uh, Scarlet Witch in her kind of classic look. Yep. Because uh, I know around, around the same time we had the Iron Man cartoon, and she was in her her Force Works outfit. So it's cool to have like the classic Scarlet Witch. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that that Eric and the rest of the team, Larry Houston and all those guys, I'm pretty sure they went with more classic designs than whatever yeah. the current modern ones at the time yeah. were in the comics. Um, that said, though, it would have been it would have been kind of cool if uh, this had come out a little closer to um, the Kurt Music George Perez Avengers run, because then maybe we would have had Scarlet Witch in her gypsy outfit. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh come on! That hey, that is that is one awesome looking outfit. Uh, impo- impossible, impossible to do in live action. Uh, but oof, the animation the it, it could have worked. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, it could have worked. It could have worked, and there could have been a lot of a lot of young a lot of young boy young men, you know, watching this episode and going, "Wow, okay, I have a crush now." Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, up next is Bloodlines. This is the episode. Th- this and Family Ties, I kind of get confused. This is the episode with with Nightcrawler and Rogue and Mystique and the whole yeah. family thing. This also actually has two mutant families. It has Nightcrawler, Rogue, and Mystique, along with Sabretooth and his horrible, horrible son, Graydon Creed. Yeah, which which ties in because Graydon's yeah. Sabretooth is his yeah, Sabretooth is his dad and then you know he gets he gets pulled into the whole mystique thing, so mm-hmm. get like a demented family reunion, which by the way, uh yeah. I don't know about you, but end of the episode when uh Graydon Creed gets dumped uh dumped in uh at his dad's house. Yeah. I'm like, You dead. I'm like you. You so dead, 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 buddy. <laughs> you know what this reminds me dead. of, and I'm so sorry to everybody because I know not everyone is going to be a fan of this. Uh oh. Um, is he gonna go there? Oh, you have no. I I don't even think you could predict where I'm gonna go with this. So okay, go. The whole thing with Graydon Creed and and Victor Creed and the whole Sabretooth and his son thing and leaving mm-hmm. him at the at the end of the episode, you just know what's gonna happen, even though we don't see it. And there's a the Eric basically says in here in the end, Graydon Creed's searing hatred for mutants of being united yep. and his blood relation to them creates the most terrifying X Men TAS ending scene ever. He is given over to Sabretooth, his quote-unquote daddy, to be dealt with. We don't see the result, but it is no way soft-pedaled. It appears Sabretooth is going to tear him apart. 
This is a stark yep. contrast to the moment earlier when Nightcrawler, an abandoned yep. child, forgives his guilt-stricken mother. So I love the the juxtaposition of the two different family dynamics here. Um, yep. But the whole Graydon Creed thing... Oh, yeah. ...reminds me of the Garth Brooks song, The Night I Called the Old Man Out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Which we'll play right here. Wow. silent i can't believe what i just said i just told my daddy's full of it and i watched his face turn red well, and i should have said i'm sorry but i matched him shout for shout and i can still hear that screen door slamming the night i called him my girl. he said son it's gonna hurt me more than it hurts you Somehow I couldn't help but have my doubts Cause I'd seen my older brothers crawl back in the house Each time they called the old man out Fist to fist, not a while Standing toe to toe He would have let me walk away but I just would not let it go Years of my frustration Had led me to this night Now he'll pay for all the times That he's been around He said, son, it's gonna hurt me More than it hurts you But somehow I couldn't help But have my doubts Cause I'd seen my older brother Time to call the old man out. It was over in a minute, and that's when I realized the blood came from my mouth and nose, but the tears came from his eyes, and in memory of that fateful night, I know the grave. I just pray someday I'm half the man he is. He said, son, it's gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. But somehow I couldn't help but have my doubts. Cause I've seen my older brothers crawl back in the house each time they call me. Just like my older brothers, I crawled back in the house the night I called you. And up next, after that, you know, song yeah, from... But, and... Yeah, and by the way, that was actually you went to a place I was not expecting. I told you I, you weren't gonna be able to. I I yeah, told I you. Got, I got I got to admit, I was there was a part of me that was like, oh sweet God, don't do a deliverance thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Well, no I, deliverance yeah, here. No nope. deliverance. Okay. Thank, nope. Okay. There you go. Thank. Mm, thank. No, Sorry, no, I doubted no. you, man. Sorry, uh, I doubted. Yeah, I've been on a super like 
early Garth career kick because a buddy of mine uh, is uh, had bought the when when Garth was still at Ghost Tunes before Ghost Tunes went down. Garth mm-hmm. had this subscription deal or package deal. If you bought like for thirty bucks, you could get all of his albums and whatever new albums he started like he put uh man versus man man and machine he's got like two new albums in the last two and a half three and a half four and a half years so you could get all of his entire catalog of studio albums for 30 bucks in digital form so my buddy is is sending these to me every now and then because garth brooks is on itunes garth brooks is barely on spotify garth brooks is on amazon music well i'm not paying for amazon music um Yada yada yada. So I've been on a huge '90s Garth kick recently, and yeah, as soon as, soon as I read this part in the book about about the 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 um the two different uh, family, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much. And I I called the old man out. So, all right, up next is Lotus and the Steel, and this uh it's uh it's basically Wolverine. This is where Wolverine came from. Yeah. And what I what I mean by that, folks, is the film Wolverine. <laughs> oh, well, because well, he went back to Japan, he was yeah. fighting Silver Samurai in the movie, yep. and this is a, the Silver Samurai episode. Yeah, although Silver Samurai is leading a biker gang, I'm kind of like, yeah. Eh, 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 eh. But then again, I suppose you know, there's only so much you can do on Saturday mornings, and it's like they already. The, you know, uh, Eric already, I thought it was awesome that he had an episode uh, with Nightcrawler that was, like, heavy on the religion. Yeah. So I, I, guess, I guess going into the whole, you know, honor system, you know, uh, Japanese philosophy thing may have been a little, a little you know, it's like, okay, we, we got away with this. We, let's, let's take him to Japan, but, you know, we, yeah. Uh, but still, Silver Samurai, again, it's, he's kind of, he's kind of been connected to the X-Universe, but he started out out side of it like as a dare more as a daredevil uh villain but still great cool character absolutely and, I mean, and truth be told i think i like him better in uh better here in lotus and steel than i do in the wolverine yeah because i mean um, the wolverine was just yeah it, it was like okay you try you you're trying but uh, not, you're not there you're not yeah, there you're not there yeah, you're not there yeah. yep um so yeah Absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. I thought this was a nice little thing for... Because Wolverine, I think, ever since Dark Phoenix, has kind of... He hasn't been lost, but we we have seen and we will see episodes with him yeah. where, you know, he's kind of trying to figure his own shit out. And mm-hmm. this is kind of one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand, and I don't have a problem with it, just looking at what Eric says about this episode, but... <clears throat> <sighs> Wolverine and Jubilee. Yes, they are big brother, little sister type of relationship, yeah. but yeah. oh my god, Jubilee is so... An- even as a even as a 13, 14, 15 year old, I thought Jubilee was the annoyingest character <laughs> ever in the 90s. Yeah. Like, she to me in 1995 was worse than Urkel. Ow! Yeah. Ow! Ow, uh-huh. ow. That's low. That's low, man. Ow, <coughs> ow. Ow, mm-hmm. dude. Dude, dude, man, come on, Geneva Convention here, okay? You 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 went a little, you went a little too far, man. The, hey, the, the, I... U, the, the UN peacekeepers are like on you, going, no, dude, no, 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 don't, no, no, don't do that. Don't the do sad that. thing no. is, is that um, 
I am. I, so, this is this happened a while ago. Hopefully, it stays on here for mm-hmm. a length of time that is not more than ten seconds. <laughs> um, over on Hulu, they have released something called "Thank God It's Hulu" instead of "Thank God It's Friday." So TGIF. So they've okay. got "Hanging with Mr. Cooper." They got "Boy Meets World." They got oh, yeah, "Step yeah. by Step." I am yeah. Up to the point of watching season one, episode eight of Family Matters. I'm only eight episodes into the series, and the first seven, like, very rarely feature Steve Urkel. Like, he, like, everyone remembers that show because of him. The thing of it is, is that show was more about the Winslow family than it was, it turned into being about him because of the popularity, but that first season. So far, he's very rarely, he's just now beginning to become more of a part of the cast. But those first yeah. seven episodes was all about, you know, Officer Al Powell and his wife and kids and everything else. So, yeah. So yeah, Jubilee, much worse, much more worse than Urkel. <sighs> At yeah, the time, okay. in 1995, when I was 15 years old, yeah, she was more more, more annoying than, did I do that? <laughs> so well, at least she at least she has superpowers at least she can like i don't know she can throw glitter things. she throws glitter and they don't do they ever like i'm uh, obviously i'm gonna have to go back and read through the whole book and everything else because i have yet to do so but i hope previously on x-men actually talks about the character and their powers because like there's no real like to my knowledge, in the show, there was no real explanation of other than she makes fireworks. Like, that's really the explanation I have for Jubilee's powers. Like, Wolverine, I get it. Mutant healing factor. Cyclops, I get it. He was experimented on or he was born with, you know, the 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 glowing red eyes. Professor X has mental powers. Jean Grey has uh, flight and telepathy and all this and all that and everything else. Rogue can't touch a single soul. Gambit, you know, lights cards on fire at Vegas. Like, I understand <laughs> almost everyone's powers, except for Jubilees. They're just... It's sparkly glitter fireworks. She she makes vampires sparkle. That's, that's <laughs> oh, why she's oh, so no, horrible. No, 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 no. That, no that's no, why no, she's no. so horrible. No, 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 no. bringing Twilight into this. No, <laughs> Jubilee. Oh, God, Jubilee oh, is you. the Bella of the X-Men universe. No, oh, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, dude, no. That was, oh, oh, okay, but no, seriously, no, seriously, no. Let's, let's look at this, all right? Uh, Jubilee is kind of the center kid character of the entire series. After that, I don't know about comics, but in mainstream media like television and cartoons and yada, 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 at least in the movie universe, she has constantly skipped in the movie <coughs> universe. Like, they say, oh, Jubilee's going to be in this film whoops we'll have to wait till next time sorry like she's become this giant joke and the fact that her powers are sparkly fireworks yeah she makes vampires sparkle uh, oh man twilighting jubilee you're dude you're that that that's cruel that's cruel jubilee's twilight Dude, that is, dude, that's more abusive than probably what Sabretooth did to Graydon. (laughs) So, up next, Weapon X lies in videotape. This is basically Wolverine's origin. Oh, yeah. Pretty much, or going back to it, at least, you know, keeping up the whole thing. Um, 
I like I like that they threw in some of the uh, I like that they threw in a couple of other Weapon X people. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Silver Fox and yeah, and, and then all that. yeah, and and I, I did notice there was a little bit of a name change in uh, in the episode the um, that robot thingy yeah. that attacked them Talos. I know that in the uh, in the comics those robots are called Shiva. But uh. but I get but I guess it's like uh uh oh Saturday mornings can't can't name this thing after the goddess of destruction let's okay <laughs> all right can't can't yeah. name it after a after a god of destruction all right so yeah let's go with Talos does Talos sound cool yes okay let's run with that and by the way wow I just I don't know about you but the ending I find the ending like just so heartbreaking it is yes it's like damn it Wolverine can't catch a break you know he yeah. hooks up with an ex girlfriend she doesn't think it's real and then it's like. Last minute, they're leaving, pan over, and it's like, yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That uh, was real. It's like, oh, oh fuck. Yep. Damn it. Wolverine just can't catch a break. Yeah. Um, what is so cool about this specific episode, uh, Wolverine Origin, etc., 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 written by David McDermott and Stephen Melching. <laughs> I love Steve Melching. He is so awesome. <laughs> I talked to him a couple of years ago uh, on an interview that we did with him. Uh, so cool. In this episode, I just love this episode. Yeah. And it's <sighs> ironic, again, a bit of irony because uh, Sabretooth is something about, you know, he goes, oh, you mean I could have had the indestructible bones too? You know, talking about how he yeah. could have gotten adamantium, and he actually did for a little bit in the comics. You know, I think there was I think there was famously a uh, an issue of Wolverine where Wolverine goes toe to toe with him, and you know Wolverine still Wolverine had lost his adamantium. Sabretooth reveals that he has adamantium, and you just got this panel where he has he with one you know where he just grabs Wolverine by the bone claws, and he's like, "You're not even in my league anymore," and just goes snap and like yeah. breaks them off. You know? And it's yeah. just like holy, holy shit! This is now, this has now gotten to like, this is now, oh wow! <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have your, we have the episode. It is time to have yourself a Morlock, Morlock little, little Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> now I am oh, going to read from previously on, previously on X Men what Eric okay. says about this. He says, "Oh well, the best laid plans." Dot dot dot. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Sydney at Fox requested a Christmas episode. For most TV series, that could either be a fun idea, many try it. Looking back, it is clear that a Christmas story idea, both schmaltzy and family quirky, fit best in comedies, not in superhero series about dedicated warriors fighting to make the world a better place. The fact that I took a co-writing credit... In parentheses, he says, I rarely do, even on heavily edited scripts, where I come up with the story, indicates that this was a troubled episode from the get-go. Please don't blame Larry Parr. It is not. It wasn't his idea. Uh, If the comments online are any indication, this is the single least liked episode of the series, and I can't blame the fans for saying so. 
Uh, he goes on to say, What elements do I like among the wreckage? Well, for a moment, the idea that Jubilee is a foster child and had never had a real Christmas before. Her first with the X-Men could have been poignant if we handled it better. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, it just, I, 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 it, I, this, yeah, I, it, it just, it's, it, it's holiday cheese. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's holiday cheese and I, I i i see what eric is saying and yeah it uh it's like christmas episodes are really hard to do without either just like okay uh, let's we'll take i'm gonna use an x-men example and a non-x-men example okay the non-example would be gi joe they did have a christmas episode they uh, did Co- cobra claws are coming to town yeah but that has like at least a fun little cheese factor that Okay, yeah, it's a holiday episode, but you know you have like shrunken cobras and stuff like that. That you're, you know, and then you have the thing with Cobra using Joe vehicles and vice versa. That it's forgivable and you're having a good time. Uh, then there's also um, the uh, the series that came after X Men the animated series, X Men Evolution. They did have a Christmas episode, um, but I kind of like the execution on there a little better mm-hmm. in the fact that the whole thing was the whole thing was cyclops and rogue you know alone in the mansion and then going out you know going out of the mansion and running into angel warren worthington who's kind of doing a little ocd about trying to help people and just you know kind of being blind to it um right you know so you know and then the fact that you have a montage at the end of the episode which showed different uh you know different uh, x-men characters celebrating the holidays and the fact that they remembered that Kitty Pride is Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's like, yeah, hey, kids, there's more to the holidays than Santa, you know, than Santa and the uh, and the manger scene. So that was cool. Um, it's just, yeah, I got to agree. It you, Christmas, Christmas episodes. Yeah, comedy does it best and you could do it in drama. But I mean, you either ha- it either has, you know, you just you have to find that balance because you don't want it to be too schmaltzy otherwise it's like yeah it just ends up as bad holiday cheese which uh, i mean i love the cartoon but you know if i'm gonna watch any christmas episodes during the holidays morlock little christmas is just not yeah and (laughs) and and i don't even and it's like i i even don't blame uh the voice of jubilee uh for the fact that the line where she's freaking out because leech is dying it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's over the top and it's like I don't even blame her because I'm like, okay, there's I, I don't even know how you could do that without mm-hmm. you know like how can you do how can you say that without it just like there's no way I I, I don't know you know it's it's like yeah this was this was a Kobayashi Maru and honestly yes it I'm was not, I'm not mad I'm not mad at them if anything, I'm not mad feel, at them at all get, it's like I feel sorry I feel sorry that they had to be put through this oh absolutely like I'm what, so sorry you know, what but... is so funny is you mentioned Cobra Claws is coming to town uh-huh. um I'd say 2011 uh, seven years ago no six years ago in 2011 yeah uh, right as I was starting Tooncast, Tooncast Beyond, whatever we're calling the show now. Right as I was starting the evolution from Tooncast Classic, which ended June first, twenty eleven, and then later I started. I think like a month later, I started the Tooncast Beyond version, mm-hmm. which is cartoons from two thousand to whenever now is. When I yeah. started that part of the podcast, which is still this podcast, even though whatever. So yeah. 
I came up, I went through, I scoured the, in, like, quite literally scoured Wikipedia for huh. every single American, car, like, when I say American cartoon, I mean, like, Buzz Lightyear, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, G.I. Yeah. Like, every, like, cartoon we grew up with, I scoured Wikipedia and every single piece of information on the internet I could find, and I came up yeah. with 50 podcasts, two years of 25 days of, of Tooncast Christmas, okay? And I came up with 50 cartoons that had Christmas episodes. Now, Oof. in both of these things, we've only released one of these. Last year we did 25 days of Tooncast Beyond Christmas 2016. We're going to be doing it again next year with the other 25, but we I just couldn't do it this year. But last year, day 8, the 2016 Christmas action block featuring... Transformers Animated Human Error Parts 1 and 2. Sunbow's G.I. Joe Cobra Claws is coming to town. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. And then the real Ghostbusters, Xmas hits the spot. <laughs> oh, wait, is that the one where they go but end up back in time? Uh-huh. And they accidentally so, like they accidentally trap the, the three uh-huh. ghosts, and it's like uh-huh. Christmas is fucked because you yep. trapped the three ghosts. Yep. Oh, so wow. I will I will throw day eight's link into the show notes, folks. If you Jesus. want to go back and listen to Cobra Claws is coming to town. Oh, um, <laughs> oh. uh, the 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 thing with a very merry Morlock Christmas, and I, this is what I love about the I, like. I'm only looking at previously on X Men in the episode order for season four at this point. So I had like I said, I have not really dug into the whole book, but just looking at Eric's, you know, the way he's writing this and everything else. At the end of Have Yourself a Morlock Little Christmas is, there is one insider tidbit you can take away from this failed episode. An in-joke about Wolverine disgustedly refusing to sing Jingle Bells after Cyclops butchers the end of another song. In real life, Wolverine voice actor Cal Dodd not only is a professional singer with a fabulous voice, he has a recent Christmas CD out, Sing Along with Santa, check on Amazon. On which Jingle oh, wow. Bells is the first track. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. See, I'm getting. Um, you don't watch the Orville, do you? Nope. Oh man, because there, there's a there's a character that's kind of a, you know, there's an alien character that's kind of the wharf of the series, mm-hmm. in the sense that you know the serious, you know, serious, in you know, uh, alien character, and there was a recent episode that started with the crew singing karaoke, and before there's an interruption by a red alert it looks like that character is about to sing my heart will go on oh my Cause, god because you get that you know you get that whole everybody is of course cheering because they think this is going to be hilarious he turns to the he turns to the the audience watching and goes you will be silent and listen <laughs> and like right before the song reaches the crescendo the red alert goes off and everybody has to leave and i'm just like oh man that would have been that that i would have loved to have seen that hearing you know i, I would now i want to i want to like i want to have like you know wolverine sings christmas i, I just want to hear that you know. yeah bub yeah. yeah bub so the three wise men came uh-huh absolutely I gotta tell you, if it was me, I would have pulled out the cloth and said, "You're giving me a room. Damn it, we're not sitting there with a bunch of with a bunch of donkeys and camels." <laughs> the wife's pregnant. <laughs> Storm's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, th- thank 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 you for saying Storm and not Jean. 
Well, yeah, because <laughs> no, because I think it would be more hilarious if Wolverine and Storm had offspring because <laughs> that kid would not only be the 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 king of the elements, he would be <laughs> the king of berserkers with the claw. Just um, imagine a Storm and Wolverine baby, adamantium claws, healing factor, and can control the damn weather. Oh, yeah. man. Holy uh -huh. cow. Holy cow. Absolutely. All right, folks. Last up for season four, we're going to talk about the big, uh -huh. the epic, yep. Beyond Good and Evil, parts yep. one through four. Yep. Uh, and yeah, again, again, the fact this was this is this is coming straight from Eric's mouth or mm -hmm. at least his fingers because he typed this. Yep. But yeah, word of God, word of God, season four was supposed to end with Beyond Good and Evil. Yes, it was. So, yeah. Word of it God. was actually going to be the series finale until Fox was like, hey, we want more. Um, I know that without even having to read anything, Eric. Like, I just know that. Um, so he says here, big story, troubled project. While some fans love this four-parter, perhaps for the every mutant in the kitchen sink approach, nonstop action and betrayals of betrayals, I don't think we did our best on this one. Since I'm responsible for the stories, this one is on me. Uh, some background. As mentioned in Chapter 12, this was supposed to be the series finale. As such, Sydney, I want her. I'm Sydney at Fox. Uh, yeah. Requested that we go out with a bang, a real battle royale. Our aim was not only to touch base with all the major players from all the past seasons, but to tie up several stories with resulting change in the X-Men. We were going to lose Storm, Death or Departure, Jean and Scott just married off to have a family, Jubilee and Xavier, Psylocke and a few others, Bishop, Shard, Archangel were going to join and take their places. We built all our usual personal stories to fit this plan. Personal scenes with Storm and Jean and Scott and Psylocke, etc. to set up the big deal changing of the guard in the last scene. As always, we had laced these emotional stories throughout the overarching mega plot involving multiple major villains. Well, most of the way through building this 88-minute story. <laughs> In the middle of the script stage, one word came down from Fox. They wanted five more episodes after these. This would not be the series finale. The composition of the X-Men would not change. Oh, and there's no time to set it aside and come up with something new. Adjust it. So, yeah... Yeah, it. Uh, you know what? Okay, it's an awesome epic uh, storyline. It, it is. It's an awesome, and there and there's like a lot of Easter eggs among the uh, the captured psychic mutants. Mm -hmm. Like I did, like I spotted Rachel Summers, and I'm just like, ooh, ooh. See, at the time, I didn't know that this was supposed to be the end, the end. Right. So I was like, oh, Rachel Summers. Oh shit, Rachel Summers is there. Rachel Summers is there. Oh, holy cow! You know, there could be stuff that could be done later. So you know, and just just all the all the other all the other mutants. Um, the thing though, okay, one thing that I gotta give, I'm gonna give him credit for. Mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna give him credit for because this was this was awesome. This was kind of cool, which was um, so you had like most of the unfortunately most of the uh, most of the the story. Poor right. Bishop. Poor Bishop is stuck in like yeah. limbo or the access or something. He's trying to you know he's trying to to link up with everybody else and there's this little cosmic janitor type guy who's kind of hanging around with him i love that character yeah no he's it, it's kind of fun watching them go back and forth what blew my mind though 
is so we have the end of the story. Uh, good has triumphed over evil. Everybody's heading home. The the cosmic janitor guy shows up one more time, and then we get the reveal that the entire time he was this character called Immortus. Like you know, he kind of swirls around. You see a guy with this green outfit, uh, kind of big, weird purple helmet thing, and the cape. And I'm like, oh shit, it was Immortus all the time. Like for anybody for anybody who's uh, a Marvel fan outside of X Men, especially the Avengers, Immortus is kind of this really cool oh shit i don't even i don't even know if you could straight up call him a villain or just like well this, this character who's shown up on and off who's like he's connected to the other avenger villain kang the conqueror mm-hmm. and in both like in immortus's case he is he's what kang may become like okay. somewhere somewhere in, in somewhere in time and space uh one of the possible futures kang turns into immortus and he's basically made kind of like the guardian of a huge segment of time and space where he just kind of watches over it and tries to like guide it, you know, towards, towards particular futures. So having him show up, I'm like, Oh, Oh shit. Okay. That now it makes sense. It's like, yeah, we had this fun comic relief character. It turns out to be this more powerful character. I'm guessing he was like, okay, let me just hang out with this Bishop guy. Let's see if I need to jump in, you know, let's see if I need to interfere And then, of course, when the X-Men solve it, it's like, oh, okay, I didn't need to do anything. All right, great. Yeah. Good day. Good day, man. I didn't have to do shit. Awesome. So I'm going to go back to my time castle and just chill and be like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm going to go back to my job as a time janitor. That's right. Um, What's so funny about this character is the way you're describing him. He reminds me of a combination. Like, he is a combination of Madam Web and the Beyonder from Spider-Man from the spider-man cartoon because he's outside of time they are in their own dimensions kind of thing like beyonder can't be outside their own dimension for too long etc 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 and i mean having a story that's outside of time that bishop is essentially this eternal audience member and he cannot control events that are happening because he is stuck and you basically take him out of the story completely. I mean, he's there, obviously, but you take him out of the story completely and then let the rest of the X-Men figure all this shit out. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I think that's amazing. The fact that this technically started as a Bishop Cable story and it's turned into a Cable story with the X-Men, essentially. Yeah. Um, because Cable is like, Apocalypse! Uh, we gotta go back to the beginning of time and destroy... Uh, Come yeah. to find out, Apocalypse is like, huh, huh, huh. I've gone beyond the mortal coil of needing my rejuvenation, yada, yada. Yeah. Okay, I know Apocalypse probably has been around longer. I could be wrong with this. I'm not looking at anything right now. But Jesus Christ, Apocalypse is the racial ghoul of the Marvel Universe. Like, at least in this version of him, like, that's what I, like, he has to go back to his rejuvenation chamber. I'm really surprised they didn't call it a Lazarus Pit. Yeah, well, I think I know that Apocalypse has been around since actually the '80s, oh, okay. like mid, like mid, kind of mid '80s. The rejuvenation thing, I think, got uh, the rejuvenation thing was thrown in in the '90s. Okay, that's when they started with the whole where he's like an, a mutant that has been around for super long, and then he needs the rejuvenation chamber and everything. Um, 
I know that that was a plot point in uh, in one like big X Men crossover called Executioner's Song, yeah. where yeah, what happened was uh, another X Men villain, Strife, actually ambushed Apocalypse while he was taking a nap and just beat the living daylights out of him because okay. Apocalypse wasn't ready. It was like one of these. It, it's one of these things in comics where it's like. Oh, holy shit. Okay, we know it's real because this guy actually took out Apocalypse. You know, he actually managed to to ambush him and really hurt him. It's like, oh, okay, we're, oh, all right, it's all real right now. Holy crap. Right. Yeah. 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 So, Raish's uh, <laughs> debut, and it is Raish Al Ghul, people. Batman the Animated yeah. Series got it right, damn it. Uh, everybody else is wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, we're current, we were doing. We, by the time this episode goes out, maybe uh, the top 25. We're currently doing the top 100 villains, and Rachel Ghoul appeared in one of the previous episodes at whatever number yeah. it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. And one of the clips that one of the hosts sent me was the Qui-Gon Jinn version of Rachel uh, Ghoul, where they call him Raz. And I'm like, that's yeah. not Rachel Ghoul. David Warner is Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, Le- come Liam on Neeson, now. Hey, you know what? Liam Neeson did a good job. I mean, with, with what look, look with what he had to work with, he did a good job. I'll only ever see him as the guy in those Taken movies or Qui Gon. Like I like he is so typecast as Qui Gon at this point. Like mm-hmm. it's so ingrained in my brain. I can't see him as any other major character ever at this point. And yeah, I know I'm really stubborn in that and whatever else. But yeah, Raish uh, first debuted uh, June of seventy one. First appearance was yeah. Batman number two thirty two. Yep. So. Raish did come kind of before, before yeah. Apocalypse, but still, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and actually, while we're, okay, while we're talking about what was supposed to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what um, Beyond Good and Evil was supposed to be, when reading when reading that, uh, re- like, I would previously, I've been kind of, yeah, I haven't read the whole thing. I just re- read, like, a couple of choice things, you know, in prep for this. Not to mention that, uh, you know, I'll be heading out on my honeymoon soon. And, uh, yeah. you know, this is a book that I wanted to take with me. Uh, you know, especially because I'm, I'm heading to, like, the other side of the country. And that's a long flight. I need stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, reading that, what I got reminded of is you're... I mean, did you ever watch Babylon 5? Nope. Never seen oh, okay. it. Okay, well, the thing, the thing about Babylon 5 is that it, very similar to X-Men it looked like season four was going to be the end. Okay, it was like, that's it, season four, we're done. They had actually filmed the season finale, like the series finale. Mm -hmm. It was filmed, it was ready to go. Last minute, there was like a last minute reprieve, and they got one more season. So what they did did was the the finale that they filmed was kind of put away. They did this, they did this episode, which... If you wanted to treat it as the finale, you could, mm-hmm. but you didn't have to because, like, the whole plot was jumping ahead in time and looking to see uh, how the universe got shaped up by the results of what ha- all the shit that happened in season four. So it's right. like if you want, if you wanted to treat that as the series finale, you could. Um, you know, they got a last minute reprieve. They did a season five, and then they ended season five with the finale that they had already shot. But in a sense, what they did was they, you know, with um, the showrunner for Babylon 5, J. Michael Straczynski, he had actually wrapped up uh, pretty much 
you know, pretty much everything that he needed to. Like, he could have ended it season four and you would have had a saga. Hell, he even wrapped up the major part that he needed to wrap up earlier in the season. And then the rest of the season was kind of a little aftermath type thing because, you know, you had uh, this kind of soft takeover of Earth and the heroes try to, like, take it back. But, yeah, it's... I found it very similar with X-Men, where we had this episode that could have been it, but then it's like, at the last, you know, at the last minute, it's like, oh, uh, no, we want you to keep going, and it's like, oh, okay, so now we gotta do stuff to to keep it going. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, oh, okay, it's gonna be that. All right. It, it's like I told you, and it's like I told Eric, Eric and Julia, um, that... I didn't even really know about season five until like 1999, 2000, like, like right after, I think it was like right after the first X-Men movie came out. No yeah. clue. I, after I saw Beyond Good and Evil, I'm like, okay, great way to wrap up the series. No need for anything else. Yes. Yeah. When we get to season five in a couple of weeks, when we get to the season five episode here on Tooncast Beyond, yes, yeah. that does have old soldiers. And yes, that is an awesome Wolverine cap episode because it does have Captain America. But like, Hell yeah. for me, everything came to what it needed to be with beyond good and evil. Like yeah. that was the period on this series for me. Would I have liked to have seen more? Yes. And obviously, you know, they only had like five additional ones. But, um, you know, I don't know. Just, yeah. Alrighty then. So, okay, let's see here. How does the season hold up? Um, this season holds up pretty well. Mm -hmm. I mean... Well, other than other than a certain young mutant who shall remain nameless, uh, being whiny Miss... about the idea of somebody getting killed, on, you know, somebody dying on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Miss, yeah. Uh, you know, Twilight Princess over there. Ow. Hey. Ow. Hey, if I if I can fit X Men, Twilight, and the Legend of Zelda all in one reference, yeah, Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken his brain, folks. Okay, no, 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 no. You haven't broken my brain. You make me want, like, I, I need. You make me want to find a convention or something where Allison Court is uh, a guest. You make me want to drag you to that convention and then just stand in front of her table, just like hold you there and go apologize, <laughs> apologize. Look this woman in the face and say you're sorry. Nah, it's not her fault. <laughs> Still, you're apologizing to her. Nope. You're apologizing to her. Never going to happen. It's nope. Gonna I, I, Never going to get it, dude. I'm going to make it my mission. <laughs> nope. I'm going to make it my mission, man. You, you are nope. going to do that. Uh, all right. So did the season keep our interest throughout? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, gee, uh, let's see. You know, yeah. uh, you know, we got we got uh, the animated version of Age of Apocalypse. We got, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we have a... Uh, a time travel epoch. We have Psylocke finally making her debut, which made yep. me really happy. So, um, yeah, duh. Yeah, absolutely. Duh. Um, yeah, seeing Psylocke was great because before this, I had only ever really seen her on the cards. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen her in the comics and stuff, but I never actually, at the time, back in the 90s, I wasn't reading comics on a regular like I kind of am these days. Um, and I haven't read Marvel stuff recently. It's been about 
three years since I've read a Marvel book. I need to eventually go back and do some exploring and whatever else, and I'll do that eventually. But, like, back then, the only time I ever saw Psylocke was on, like, either the blue team or the gold team trading card thing. Because mm-hmm. the gold team was Storm and the blue team was Cyclops, so... Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was a more... It was kind of a more... The blue team was kind of more about stealth and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, Psylocke, Gambit... Uh, Wolverine, you know yeah. those those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you itching to watch the next season now? Eh, I'm kind of sad. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to have a cigarette or something. Like, not that I ever smoke ever, but it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, Beyond Good and Evil was the ultimate climax mm. to this series. Um, it really, really was. Um, yeah. So you know, I don't know. Um, would you recommend this season of the show to other people? Um, yeah, uh-huh. I'd recommend well, hey, all four, four of the what? five seasons. Yeah, well, not, not to mention the fact that hey, it's got guest appear guest appearance by a couple of characters that are kind of like from the greater Marvel universe. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm one of those I'm I'm one of those that I'm such my comic geekdom. It's like any anything that expands the universe. I'm like. Bring it, bring it, no, bring it, bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring it up. My my body's ready. Bring it. Or or to quote from Indiana Jones, my soul is prepared. How about, what about yours? Yeah, exactly. All right, so overall grade based on the GCR Universal rating system, zero to five stars, what are we going to give it? You can use half points as well. Mm, I'm going to say four. I gotta go with five. Mm-hmm. I loved this season. Like I like when I watched this back to prepare for this podcast, I think I watched all of these episodes within a day and a half. Like, <laughs> I just watched them back to back to back. Like unless I had to go do something, unless I had to leave the house, unless I had to edit a podcast, I was watching season four like all in you one binged. shot. Yes, I binged it, and I'm not ashamed of that fact at all. (laughs) Did did the better half join you, or no, no, no? Uh, She's not into the cartoon. She no, 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 no. no. Um, It's okay though. Um, Hey, as long you know, as long as you know, as long as she, you know, as long as you know, you get to to do your thing, and she's not like you know, off to the side, rolling her eyes and going, ah. Uh, him and him and his yeah, no. cartoons. Yeah. I yeah no I I watch most of the stuff that I watch. Yeah. That we don't watch together. I watch that when she's at work. Cause, oh, know, there you go. Okay. See, know, that's, so that's not right. that's yeah. that's not even a problem. So, all right, folks, four and a five for us for X Men season four, X Men the animated series season four. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, play some ads and some other stuff, and we'll come back to close the show after this. I go. I wanna go. Out of the way, Gumbo. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie. What the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download this show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. 
Powers of Grayskull series will cover every episode of all four Masters of the Universe cartoons. Join Optimus Solo and myself, TF2 and Mike, as we tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally masters of Grayskull. We'll have a commentary on the Secret of the Sword film and a few other special episodes. You can find this 125-episode-long podcast in iTunes and on the web at geekcastradio.com. By the power and honor of Grayskull, we all have the power. Hurry, Skeletor, hurry! I am hurrying, I'm hurrying! I know what we're doing today. Okay, Michael, if we're going to tackle this podcast thing, we've got to do something really special. It has to be cool, daily, in audio form, and undetectable by radar. Something that screams summer. I know, let's do a Phineas and Ferb review podcast. We'll call it the Podcast Organization Without a Colacronym, or PALCA for short. What do you think? I think if we're not careful, Kansas is going to bust us. You can find PALCA on the GeekCast, Radio Network, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, and all of the other methods you find podcasts. Okay, then. Carry on. All right, folks, we're back here on TuneCast Beyond episode 79 uh we're gonna close this one out any final thoughts from you on x-men season four hey i you know so far it's like every season it's like oh yeah i just i love this my this comic geek is like so happy absolutely uh if anyone wants to watch x-men the animated series it is currently on hulu um it's on dvd somewhere i think still but i think those are out of print i don't know Please head on over to the previously on X-Men website and order that from Jacob Brown Oh, yeah. Books. No, order it, order yeah. it directly. Order it Absolutely. Directly. Uh, well, and you know what? over yeah, on the website, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and if they, well, and here's the thing, if they order it uh, off Amazon, which, I mean, yeah, we're telling you do it directly, but, you know, if you want to use Amazon, that's fine. We're not going to hunt you down, but. We will, if actually. You do, le- Speaking for myself, <laughs> uh, what's this what's this wee shit from this <laughs> uh yeah speaking for myself you know if you do if you do order it off amazon that's that's okay uh just leave a review you know leave a review give give eric and julia some love because this is an awesome book this is an awesome book and we need we need to tell the world the world needs to know how cool this is absolutely we do all right, that's going to do it for us here on Tooncast Beyond. What uh, what do you got coming up? Any kind of projects? I know you're going to be on your honeymoon and all that stuff, but what's uh, going dude, on well, yeah, yeah, after I'll be that? On my honey- as, as, of, as of this recording, I'm heading on my honeymoon within days. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as projects, I'm still doing the uh, Keeping It Reels podcast. Okay. Uh, as, as, of, as of this recording, we're, you know, we're taking a, a Thanksgiving break, but we got stuff. we got stuff planned. We got some reviews and some things and hell you know we are going to be doing the uh reviewing the doctor who christmas special when it comes out that oh I'm there's gonna for. be another one of those okay oh yeah oh no oh, no but this one this one's awesome this one's awesome because they got uh, david bradley from game of thrones and harry potter to play the uh first doctor so it's gonna be the 12th doctor and the first one doing a big team up but the big news is is that end of the episode will feature the 12th doctor regenerating into the 13th uh ah. the first the first female doctor ever in the history of the show and you know people are people are are waiting with faded breath to see how that comes out because yeah she you know they are they revealed the costume recently that she's going to be wearing mm-hmm. uh you know we're we're just all we're 
you know, Whovians everywhere are like, okay, let's let's see what's let's see what happens with this. Uh, you know, some people are complaining because you know, internet, why not? Mm-hmm. But others, you know, but others are like looking forward to this. I'm I'm kind of in the latter category. I'm really looking forward to. We won't won't get like any serious. Uh, won't get anything serious from her until next year. But that first little couple of minute appearance, that's going to be cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Uh, visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on this and all of our other episode posts. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. If you are in iTunes, please, and if you're on any podcatcher or anything like that, please make sure you're using the TuneCast Classic feed, because that's what we're going back to, because TuneCast is going to be reformatting back to the original. We're pulling a Marvel, folks, or a DC mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Tooncast Beyond and at GCR and Tooncast or the show Twitters. I am at TFU and Mike. What is your Twitter? And my Twitter handle it's pronounced White Balloon King, but it's spelled W H T B L L N K I N G because Twitter gave me a character limit. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I, I actually want to spell the whole thing out the way you know the way it's supposed to be spelled, but no character limit. So. I'm, so, like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Because I have to do this now every single bloody time. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so effing much. Exactly. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Radio Network. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast Beyond and wish you'll join us next time when we will be giving you our thoughts on the Pixar film Inside Out. And Eduardo's better half will be joining us because you guys have some weird... I, I don't know. You you explain this to me. Like both of you have some weird hatred for this movie or something. What is that story? You told me one story well, no, sometime. No, of... Yeah, it, it, it's not a. It, I she loves the movie. I okay. like the movie, but but my my hatred is more geared towards the fact that, uh, yeah, the creators of the film just re- really put on some trauma fuel and just emotional emotional baggage. So I'm just like a little. I'm just like, dude, stop making my wife cry. Stop. Eh. Stop. Stop. I mean, okay. you, I mean, you 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 think you think Lewis Black as anger would make everybody laugh, and it pretty much does. Oh, it did. I mean, no, no, you know. it did. It did. It did. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that in the episode itself. But yeah, yeah oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, we we laugh. We laugh, but it's like, but then it's like, oh, and here's oh, and here's uh, here's the main you know the main human character's childhood imaginary buddy, and now he's in oblivion. Yep. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we used to like San Francisco until they ruined pizza. <laughs> <It's> like... <Yep. laughs> All right, for now, I am TF2 and Mike with Eduardo and Pryor. Thank you for listening. Until next time. You know what I've realized? Riley hasn't had lunch. Remember? Hey, I saw a pizza place down the street. Maybe we could try that. Pizza sounds delicious. Pizza? pizza. Yes, pizza. <laughs> right That's good. What the heck is that? Oh, broccoli on pizza. That's it. I'm done. Congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. First the Hawaiians, and now you.